0: Welcome to the Exit Insights podcast. Today I've got a special guest, Natalie Murray. Natalie's a corporate and commercial lawyer who started her own business called Law Box Design. I first met Natalie uh, oh, look a, a few months ago now and she just intrigued me with the different ways that she thinks about law and documenting the law and the legal practices and the legal documents in your business. So I thought I had to have her on the, the podcast. Natalie, welcome to the podcast tell us all about lawbox design because uh, i'm sure others will also want to learn
1: yeah hi daryl um yes lawbox design so lawbox design is is my baby it's um myself and my co-founder started the business about three and a half years ago and essentially we set it up because we you know i'm a lawyer he isn't and we found that actually law could be practiced better both for clients and for lawyers so we thought we'd give it a go and sort of practice what we spoke of, so to speak. And, and yeah, three and a half years down the road, we're, we're happy. We've got some really great clients and we're doing some really exciting things.
0: Wonderful. And, and what is it that's different about what you guys do and the way you approach things uh, compared to, I guess, what you might call the traditional practice?
1: Yeah, so, so the practice of law, I suppose, is what it is. You know, we've got some, some great lawyers with some great experience and and we're much in the same in that respect, but it's the way that we do it and the fact that we, I hope, put our clients' interests first and foremost. So we almost take the problem and, and back step from there into into how we want to fix it, um, bearing in mind their needs, requirements, and, and you know, dealing with them, as an individual the same as us you know we may be lawyers project managers or designers but actually we're all people and once you get to the bottom of that I think you kind of build a really nice relationship with people and the result of that is some really good work
0: okay and and the idea that you shared with me about legal design can you can you provide some insight and extra depth into that
1: yeah, so legal design is a funny one, there's, there's lots of noise around legal design at the moment and I think you can kind of look at it in, in lots of different ways. So it can be the fact that you've got some lovely documents that look really pretty and nice and easy to read. But what we've done is, is we've taken legal design and we've taken the process of what creates legal design and we've implemented some of that design-based thinking into the way that we work. So what that really means is we're able to break down things for clients, um, it makes it easier for them to understand, easier for the lawyers to get the information from the clients, and ultimately we work with our clients together in creating a solution to a problem.
0: Wonderful. OK. So I've seen some of the the work that you produce. And and yeah, I'm not a lawyer, and uh, I'm, I guess, more down the entrepreneurial uh, side of things. And I've seen some of your documents, and I actually read them, which is, I guess, a a, a first (laughs) start. and what I noticed is that they're actually read in, written in English and, uh, yeah, and, and a lot of people tell me that English is a second language for me you know, in, in the starting point, but I could actually understand the documents. So how is it that you can, I guess, get away with writing in, in simple, everyday, plain English for people, entrepreneurs like me, whereas you know, a lot of the other legal documents I see, you know, almost seem to be, and I'm gonna embarrass myself here, it's like they're, they're written in Shakespearean language. Yeah, oh, so, you no,
1: know, lots of the interpretation of documents is, is has been sort of produced by court analysis. So there's lots of the words that we use that have gone through generation and generation, and it's why we use it now as lawyers. The, the fact is, and what we try to do is we take a risk-based approach with our clients. We figure out what it is they want from these documents and ultimately their view is they want their own clients or their own customers to be able to read them, understand them and agree to them. So when we go through these, we explain to clients what they mean, we understand what clients want and ultimately get to a point where hopefully the clauses are starting to make sense to everyone. It's not just a case of turning complex words into into nicer user-friendly words. It's actually breaking down what each of the clauses and the sections are supposed to do and what the clients want them to do. And then it makes it an easier job to then write them effectively, but in kind of easy to to understand language.
0: Okay. So, and I've seen, as I mentioned, I've seen some of the work and it seems to be, that they're, they're written in, in almost two or maybe more layers of detail, where you've got a headline sort of level of detail. And then, then if the reader wants to find out more, that you know, if they, they haven't got enough information from that, that headline level, then, then it's almost like a website where they, they click and uh, go and get a bit more, more information. Is that, is that always the case? Is that intended?
1: Yeah so that's that's intended where we've got some complicated documents so I sort of blame GDPR for this because it it started off the process of everybody actually understanding what goes on with their data it's kind of a novel concept that you might read a privacy policy and get it and and I think that's where we're going with our legal documents that you know there are some complex arrangements in place and and relationships and it's not to say that we can then remove half of the, you know, a chunk of the wording and it's going to have the same effect. It doesn't quite work like that. But what we're trying to generate is a user-friendly document, something that someone will look at and say, wow, like, I can read this. And I know this because even as a lawyer, I'll, I'll read other people's agreements happily. The moment it comes to my personal stuff, I mean, it goes to the back of the pile in terms of what I want to read and what I don't. So you take a back step and think, right, well, how am I going to present this in such a way as for people to say, you know, I am going to read this and I am going to understand it because this is important to me. And so the multi-layered approach is, is more a sort of front page, an introduction to say, look, this is what you're going to get. This is where we're going with this, maybe 10 points, maybe less, um, with the highlighted, you know, high level, ver- uh, you know, um, detail of what we think you want to know. And that don't, we don't just come up with overnight. That's, that's a case of working with our clients and then understanding who they're delivering this document to. And then behind that is the detail that perhaps they might want to look at or lawyers might need to read in in future if something goes wrong. Um, And we found that this multi-layered approach actually makes people read, understand, and ask questions about the document, which to my mind is always a good thing.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, how often do you find that uh, business owners understand what's in their legal documents?
1: Hardly ever. So, so one of the jobs that I to do is is working with businesses who are three, four years down the down the line. They've done some great things, but what they do is they come to a point where they sort of some of the contracts that they initially entered into at the beginning are starting to come to an end, and they're trying to get out of them. Or there's there's a clause they don't like, or their business has grown so actually the contract doesn't work anymore in the same way uh, that it was when it was a set a, a new startup, and they're coming across problems and. Inherently, it's because they haven't read and understand the contract, understood the contract at the beginning. So we do a lot of work with people so the in-house teams in particular, we help them to understand what it is they're entering into, what these clauses actually mean. And in doing that work, we can really break down the legals to like an understandable sort of piece. They they know and get it before they sign up to these things.
0: Okay. So moving to part of what you're doing is helping people understand what is in the nitty-gritty and and fully appreciate the the information in their documents and what they're being protected from and and what are the risks that are being mitigated and um, a a full education piece. And then presenting them in a way from the documents that they have to have to perhaps the documents that they want to have. Is is that a fair way to summarise it?
1: I think it is, because the reason for these these documents, these legal documents, is because people are doing some really cool commercial things, mm. you know, the legals don't just jump into a relationship, the relationship is formed, or, or the beginnings of it anyway, and it's because two people want to do something, particularly in business, something exciting together, They have, one has a service, the other one wants it, and, and that's where it comes in, so the lawyers then come in and try and document that as much as possible. But actually, on the whole, the commercial side of it, what goes into those agreements has already begun. And it seems crazy sometimes to then think, right, we're wrapping it up in this legal document that, by the way, you commercial guys can't understand, because why should you? It's a legal document. Where actually, what we try to do is turn it around, to, to turn the commercial document into a legal document by not changing the commercials and the fact that these guys have spoken to each other for sometimes months beforehand it's wrapping it's it up in a user-friendly wrapper.
0: Okay. So, so tell us a bit more about Lawbox because, you know, so you've got this product and, you, and you've been explaining how you're, you're, you're approaching the writing of legal documentation a bit differently. Mm-hmm. What's your approach to the business? Where, where's that going? How big is it? Uh, you, know, you, you mentioned you've been going for, was it three years, three-ish years? What, what's your goal, your vision to, to do there?
1: So we're a legal consultancy and the reason we put ourselves in the consultancy bracket is because we think that that gives us a more agile approach mm-hmm. and essentially what we try to do is, is we get a piece of work, a client comes to us for a, you know, problem solving or something to be drafted or, or whatever it might be and we pick the right people for that job. So that might be a lawyer and, and if it's drafting, it will be but it also might be a project manager or, or maybe a more junior member of staff and more an administrator. And the fact that we're a consultancy allows us to do that really easily by picking the best team for the client. Um, Future goals is to to change the way people buy their legal services, pure and simple, to, to, to make business owners actually stand up and say, you know, I want to discuss this with my lawyer because I think I need to. Not think to themselves, oh, there's a problem. Phone the lawyers as a last resort. For us, it's give us a call. You know, it doesn't always have to be a chargeable piece of work. Sometimes it can be a piece of advice. Um, But we want to get to that point where we're kind of at that trusted advisor stage rather than the lawyers that no one wants to speak to. Well,
0: it's a tough call because lawyers are traditionally the people you call last and uh, if you're in trouble. And, you know, rarely. And the, the conversations that I've had with lawyers in the past is they're all struggling to find a way to how do we create that relationship with the client so we are seen as a trusted advisor so they don't leave it to too late before they call us because, you know, if they'd called us earlier, we would have been able to save them so much time and effort and money and stress and anxiety and all those things. So it sounds like you're working with uh, the similar dilemmas that you know, lawyers have battled with, for well, probably centuries
1: we have, and and it's not to say that we have all the answers because we don't. Um, we are constantly learning and evolving, and I think asking the right questions or, or asking questions and feedback all the time helps. Um, ultimately, the clients, you know, we we work for them. You know, we, we try to help them with their problems, and if you take the contract example that I've said, by teaching in internal members of staff what these things should be doing, what they actually mean it makes them or gives them the chance to have informed decision about the, the types of roles and, and decisions they're making in-house. Um, and that is only good for us because you know it, it doesn't, doesn't negate the need for a lawyer at all. It means they ask us the right questions and they know what, you know, they know where they're coming from, they know what they want, and we assist them with that. Um, so yeah, it is it's a tough one. And as I say, we haven't got all the answers, but but you know, I think we're asking the right questions and hopefully moving in the right direction.
0: So are you, how do you engage with a client? Are you there for, for you mentioned you, you called yourself consultants, which right off the bat sounds a little softer and, and more approachable, you know, just to me. Um, but are you are you working on projects? Are you working on hourly rates? You know, is, is there anything different about the way you engage with clients?
1: So I'm happy to say that we've scrapped the hourly rate. Um, I've, ne- I've not been a fan for that of that for a long, long time. I find clients like it when we're able to do project work. So what that really means for us is that we, we look at a, a work, a piece of work, we scope it, and then we give them a, a fixed price for it. As I say, that is not always easy, but given the experience we have in our team, you know, we can pretty much have a good go at, at telling, you know, deciding how many hours something's going to take. Um so we so we can give it a good cost um estimate. But yeah, in, in The way that we think do things differently, I think it's it's very much project-based. And a lot of our work works with the in-house legal departments, actually, or in-house members, team members, and it means that we become an integral part of the business. So we speak directly to the people making the decisions and and doing the day-to-day side of the work rather than sort of feeling that we're on the outside.
0: Okay, so a bit more like an in-house lawyer inside internal legal counsel. Okay. So Okay, so, so we've talked about the product and, and the business and, and where you're headed in, in, in legal consulting. Is that UK-wide or is it wider than that? Uh, what's your, your marketplace and your clients you're targeting?
1: So it's, it's UK-wide. Um, we're, we're based in, in sunny Oxfordshire, um, but actually lots of our consultants are based around the UK. <laughs> yeah, I was, being, you know, I was being positive about the weather. It's not so nice today. But um yeah our, our consultants are UK- wide which means that we we don't need to you know practice from a particular office or from from anywhere we we spend a lot of time going to clients offices ordinarily um, lockdown has changed that for us as it has for, for <laughs> all the industries but we're flexible and and in some ways not having that that set office hasn't changed for us over over lockdown um, but you know weirdly when we first set out we, we we decided we spent a long time trying to decide whether we wanted a a lovely plush office because that's sort of where we thought we should be but when you kick back and try to look at the client and, and what they want what they actually like us to do is to go in and see them and they create a lovely space for us and we've got a desk within the team and that's kind of priceless for two reasons one for the relationship build but when you look a step further than that Having that relationship means that people will actually give you some really decent answers to questions. Um, and they're not scared to tell you things that you probably shouldn't know or they're not trying to hide things. They're open, honest, and you can see how they work.
0: Did I just hear you correctly? And you said that you actually go to a client site and take up office space at their site where possible.
1: Yeah, so pre-lockdown, we would... Um, oh, pre-lock- you know, it, we, yeah, of course, pretty locked down. We, we, some of our clients we go into fairly regularly. So once a month we'll have a, have a kind of a hot desk and we'll sit within their legal team. And some will just say, look, we've got this thing. Can you come and help us? Um, let's just book a day out. And, you know, we'll go and sit within their team or they'll have an office space for us if we've got to work from the office with other things that they can't obviously hear about.
0: I imagine that's going to break down the barriers when they see you regularly and see you there on their site fitting in, they're they're probably going to forget that they're talking to their lawyer and uh, divulge information that they potentially wouldn't divulge uh, so readily.
1: Yeah, completely. So from my perspective, coming from the city, from private practice, I remember when I first did this with a client and I went in, I had a a full suit on, I'm almost ashamed to say now, and I walked in and, and you've got people there doing some really cool stuff, but they've got their hoodies on some have got flip-flops on, they're walking around with their laptops and I completely start like a sore thumb. Um, over the years, I've learned to relax a bit with my dress code and, and when you walk up and you're you, that's, I think, the key there to building a relationship with someone. So I don't come in as Natalie the lawyer or Natalie's law Lawbox, I am just Natalie. And the fact that I've built a relationship with these people who themselves are just individuals um, means that we have a really good working, um, you know, great working environment and a great working relationship.
0: Fascinating stuff. So, corporate and commercial law, that's got to mean that you're getting involved in in transactions and and businesses, uh, business owners exiting their business at some point. Um, I'm not sure, did you clarify the market you're working in? Um, So, it is business owners, and I think you mentioned startups and early stage tech businesses. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your involvement in? In, in in helping business owners to exit? Does this approach to law and, and having the legal documents, I'm gonna say friendly, uh, more approachable, more visible in the organization, does that have any impact on how easy it is to exit the business or does it add any anything in the valuation along the way?
1: Yeah, so completely. So what we have seen is, is at the point where we're trying to, or it wouldn't be us, but someone is trying to value the business they start to ask those serious questions. What does this, you know, who's your biggest client? You know, what's this supply? What does this do? And then you look at the background, the underlying contract that supports all of that. And perhaps there isn't a contract at all, or perhaps there is a contract, but it's weighted heavily in favour of, of, of their biggest client who, who can pull out at any stage. Things like that make a massive difference for the valuation of a business. Um, and it will make people drop the price or a buyer will drop the price because there's no, it's not shored up in the in the legal terms. Um, what we'd like people to do, and and what, the clients that we work with now, we've we sort of got them on board with the way that we think. So when they are entering into commercial contracts, particularly with big clients, we make sure that the terms aren't just weighted heavily in favour of those clients because actually they just want the business now. What we try to get them to do is take a step back and look at what they think the future looks like, both for them as business owners. business as well but also for the client you know it's got to be a mutually friendly agreement now that's not always the case as we know because people sign what they want to sign um but we have an eye on the business owner who equally we try to have an eye on on the next few years and what that looks like for them rather than the here and now um which reflects on the legals it reflects on exit if that's if that's on the line and everything else
0: amazing all righty so look you've covered a lot of ground and um, given us a great insight into into your business there at law box you knew we were having this conversation today what were you expecting us to talk about that we haven't touched on yet is there anything that we've missed that you, you really want to make sure is is important for for the listeners to hear
1: yeah so I think I think for me that, that you know it's quite a bold statement to make that we want people to change the way they buy their legal services you know you can throw that comment out and it's Sometimes sounds cool, sometimes, you know, it's not so cool. But for me, what I'd like to see is for people to take a step back, look at their business, the way it's run, and maybe to kind of, even it's an internal risk assessment of what they know about their business and what they don't know. So we're business owners ourselves, and there's lots of things we we had our eye on on what we wanted to do. But it's very easy to forget what's surrounding that. And what I want people to do is, is start to talk to their lawyers start to ask the right questions and identify themselves where they see gaps in their knowledge in terms of their legals and the risk associated with that so if I can just change that it doesn't have to be us you know everyone has their own favorite lawyers just speak to them you know try to build that relationship where you as your as a business owner knows where the risks are and they become informed risks rather than risks that you don't know about and you're hiding your head in the sand over Um, so yeah I'd love people to change the way they buy their legal services I think I think that's for me
0: so are there any last top tips that you uh would like to share with us um i often ask uh, people on the show guests uh, i always ask them what's the one thing you want listeners to walk away with remembering so uh the number one point you want us to hear
1: um to start speaking to your lawyers you know have a chat with them do a general, you know, just a general chat. I'm sure most of them will have, a, have kind of a free consultation with you. Speak to them about your business. And most importantly, don't hide anything. You know, tell them about your worries because they're the bits that I would say, from my experience, are, are things you haven't covered because they're the reason why you're worried about them. So, you know, do a little risk assessment yourself on things that you worry about with your business. And I'm pretty sure then the next step will be actually we can get something fixed here quite quickly.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a really top tip, isn't it? And, and kind of obvious when you say it, but if we don't share with our lawyers what we are worried about, then they can't help us address those risks. So uh, we've got to get onto them. We've got, to, we've got to do it quickly before it becomes too late. Um, excellent. So Natalie, look, thanks for your time today. How do people get in touch with you? Where will they find you if they want to find out more? Yeah, so just look us
1: up, Lawbox Design. Um, And I'm Natalie Murray, so you can find me on LinkedIn. um, And we've got quite a nice website now. We've spent some time, you know, making it really user-friendly, bright, colourful. So I'd I'd love you to take a look.
0: And that's lawboxdesign.com? Yes. Brilliant. Hey, thanks for your time today. Look, I've really enjoyed chatting with you. And uh, good luck with that mission of changing the way people buy their legal services. Thanks,
1: everyone. Thanks for today.